Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This week, there are actually two episodes because we had this original episode that was recorded the day before Thanksgiving, this one, um, that we had kind of planned on not releasing because we loved the content of the episode, but at the end, we kind of got excited about some plans and then our energy shifted around it, which is where the next episode uh, comes into play. I did relatively minimal editing to this episode just because um, it was supposed to be an unreleased episode that we were just going to put on Patreon. But I think when I was kind of listening to it and skimming through it, it was all about gratitude and it had a really nice natural progression and some really important information. So I decided let's do both. Let's release this one and then release the one we recorded last week and have like a yin and yang, a duality of energy. So you can see where we were when we were excited and we were at our high point and we were ready to do the thing. And then the next energy when the like the the energy for the collective just kind of like dropped and we um, we thought about like ending the podcast and ending all of our things and just going back into the 3D and falling asleep. And you can kind of get a duality of what that feels like, because I'm sure, especially around the holidays, you guys have a similar feeling. So here is the first episode that we recorded about gratitude. And then stay tuned for the episode that uh, we have released at the same time about the energy and where we were. Let's get into it. It's Megan. And this is Lissa. And welcome to Boys Fuck. This week we are going to let it be kind of a free form thing, but we really kind of want to focus on some gratitude because it is the day before Thanksgiving when we're recording this. And gratitude's so important. Happy Turkey Day. Yeah. Gratitude's very important. I mean, by the time this is out, it's going to be like December something. <laughs> you guys, happy December. Yeah. Happy December. I hope it's going well for you. I hope your family isn't causing issues. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's really interesting is I've actually seen now I've noticed um, uh, like on TV, the commercials for the holidays have changed the narrative. Usually they are like promoting holidays and you know spend time with your family and buy our products and i noticed the actual narrative is now we know that being with your family is hard but we can help you through that by our product and it's like oh the collective lie we're just done with that now <laughs> i haven't seen a, a commercial on tv in forever I don't benefits have cable. of bartending. Yeah, oh, I'm now surrounded you by. Bartend. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You I don't see have cable all those either. ads. So many and so many sports. I can tell you so much nothingness about football, basketball, baseball. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you who played. Okay, um, I don't really care for sports ball. I, I don't mind going to a baseball game because I like the atmosphere of a baseball game. It's not really about the game. It's about like food and being outside do you know what i like about uh baseball is to me 
I actually do like baseball of all the sports. If I were going to watch one, it would be baseball. And it's because the whole game is like a chess match between the pitcher and the batter. The whole thing is just like, and it's actually based on statistics. It's not just one game, which has always pissed me off. It's like, if you win one game, it doesn't mean you're the best team. I feel like some people like sports out there and are mad at this, but um, with baseball, it's like repetitive. You know, you have to win a series. So to me, that's a better um, measure of your skill. I agree. I don't know a ton about baseball, but I do know bits and bobs. And from what I can tell, their system seems more like even. I like Balanced. bits and bops. Bits and bops. Bits and bops. So, um, do you want to talk about gratitude and your recent struggle maybe and how gratitude helped? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I, man, you guys. So as everyone knows, I go on these trips and, um, well, here's one realization that I've had that I'll share with you. Um, my, like the, the very first, um, partner that I was ever with, uh, someone that I was deeply in love with and um, like literally grew up with, spent my formative years with. So I was with him from ages 14 through ages 22, I believe. It was like eight years total. And we like literally developed together, um, obviously, because those are developmental years. And we traveled. We did a lot of traveling together, not far. Um, actually, I guess that's not true. We like did go out of state, but um, we would go to Burning Man and so we would camp in the desert and we would go to like these hippie jam fests over the summer. And we were just constantly camping, always spending time outside. And we both had a like a deep love for the desert. And that breakup, uh, just to be honest and transparent, like destroyed me. And I'm starting to recognize now. Um, uh, uh, it's so funny. I'm like, oh, I hope my exes don't listen to this. But whatever, I'm being honest, open, and candid. Um, I hadn't been in love in the way that I ex- – like, after that, I thought that I would never be able to fall in love again in that way um, where it's, like, just this all-encompassing – like, you all know that feeling of, like, being in love with someone. And so I just assumed that love felt different. And then um, with that, with the dissolution of dissolution of that relationship and the pain that came with it – that piece of myself that uh, was capable of falling in love deeply and who enjoyed the outdoors and who liked exploring and who was a free spirit. Like I was very adventurous and very rebellious and got into a lot of trouble because of it. I put all of that pieces, like all those pieces of me into a box and I tucked them far, far away because to me they were associated with pain and wounding and I didn't want to deal with that anymore. And now in this last year, um, really being in love again, like in that way that uh, is all encompassing, which I didn't know was going to be possible for me. um, I have recovered the like, we like lose soul fragments of ourselves sometimes through trauma. And these fragments of myself that were gone that I didn't even know were my free spirit, like my, my desire and wanting to travel and be outdoors and really explore. And now in my relationship and partnership, I've taken that, we've taken that to the next level and really get out there and really explore. So coming home has a really significant impact on me because it feels as though I go from being able to 
open up and be myself in a way that I've remembered from way back when and finally able to integrate now as an adult. I'm 32 years old. So we're talking 10 years later. I'm like, oh my God, I found myself again. That's right. This is who I am. This is what I love to do. And then I come back home and and you go back to the nine to five grind and um, and it's really hard. It feels like plummeting downwards. And with my anxiety that I already have, it's a lot to deal with. And yesterday I recognized that a cheat code to get out of that is very literally gratitude. Um, that in being anxious and overwhelmed because I was going to my bartending shift last night, which is a pretty common occurrence, um, and feeling like I live in a very uh, densely populated city and there's not really anywhere I can go outside that's within walking distance that's safe. And most of it is covered in concrete and large buildings and um, individuals who aren't safe to be around. So missing that, missing that oneness with nature that I feel when I'm traveling has really been hard. And it like literally feels like heartbreak, like disconnecting myself from a piece of me that I've found again. And I'm starting to recognize that my my perception of seeing it that way is disconnecting me from source and causing unnecessary suffering. And that instead, if I flip that and recognize like, oh my God, I'm able to experience in my lived experience as a 32-year-old experiences that people don't get to have in their entire life. And like the things that I've seen and the places I've gone are so incredible and so beautiful. And the lesson is not at all to try and spend more time in those places. The lesson, which Burning Man taught me, is to cultivate that space within your heart so that you can literally carry it with you and then be a beacon of that energy for other people who are feeling trapped and overwhelmed in their lives. And so once I recognized that and started really thinking about all the things I was grateful for, not only did I snap out of it, but it felt as though it was a literal shield of protection because I had a new perspective. Yeah. And gratitude comes from the heart space and it feels so safe and it changes your perspective, especially when you're in a dark place or a less than an ideal place. And by taking a moment to just think about, it's almost like a grounding exercise whenever you're spiraling and you think like everything sucks, everything sucks. And I'm, I'm spiraling and this is all terrible. And I, I don't know what to do. And I just want to things to be like better now or whatever. And you, and when you take the moment to really sit with what you're grateful for in that moment and look at the good things and look at the things that are filling your cup and the things that you value, you realize things might suck, but there are these beautiful, wonderful things. And it's like the energy of the gratitude grounds you so deeply, not just into the earth or energetically, but into your body and yourself. It also opens up that receptive channel that we were yes. talking about because it allows you the ability to receive. And that, that, Ability to receive is something that I think we're all really working on right now because it's so easy, at least for me, it's so easy for me to give pieces of myself away to other people without thinking about it, even for a second. But the idea of um, receiving can, like, I'm, I'm actively working on some things to specifically challenge that within myself because usually when I identify that there's a problem I try to 
actively make myself uncomfortable to work through it and like being perceived podcast, <laughs> um, having an internet presence, TikTok, um, and then the Patreon. Well, I mean, we should talk about the Patreon, but the Patreon is basically paying for the podcast to keep going. We aren't really making anything from it, but we did have to like actually open up our wallets and say, or our wallets, like our, our energetic wallets and say, Hey, you can put money in here. And then we've made enough from the Patreon. We, we were looking at the financials to literally cover website hosting and podcast hosting. And that's about it. <laughs> but I'm actually like totally fine with that because as long as we're being able to do the podcast for free, like I'm super grateful for that. That's a that in and of itself was a really good exercise in gratitude, and we were that we were talking about before we started recording because literally there are two there are two very opposite ways of looking at that. And first and foremost, as we've talked about a thousand times, we fucking love like we love doing this. This is uh, I was talking to Megan last night like at work. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so grateful we're recording tomorrow. Like I need this, and um, she was sort of comparing it to like a weekly therapy session where we just get to like unpack and decompress. And um, so for for me personally, the payment of this is the actual energetic exchange that I get to experience while we're recording. Um, that being said, Megan does a lot more behind the scenes work. So it might be different for her because the actual like content creation is more so on her end. But um, for me, when I think about gratitude, it's like, holy shit. So I'm able to engage in like my favorite thing to do with one of my best friends every single week. And that's completely paid for by the supporters of the podcast. So that, well, the Patreon, but um, I do believe that most individuals on the Patreon know us from the podcast. So that fills me with gratitude. That fills me with immense gratitude because not only is it enough to cover the podcast, but there's actually money left over. Sure, it's a small amount, but it means that to me, we can keep doing this. And so I'm grateful for that. Whereas if somebody was doing this, like literally for monetary compensation, not only would gratitude be difficult to experience, but conversely, it would be so easy to be ungrateful because you think that it should look a certain way. And then that misaligns your energy, prevents it from being a fun thing and takes away the actual payment, which is the feeling in the moment of what it feels like to do the thing. I think for me, I'm just so grateful that I get to, <laughs> I almost said I get to have a friend. Um, I, I get to have a friend that I have a regular like connection with because it is so easy in this day and age um, to have close friends and, but you don't talk very often. You don't make time for one another. Every time you like schedule a, a Zoom call or a game night or whatever, something comes up and you're both busy and you get it because we're, we're busy people. But it's like, I'm so grateful that I like every week we both make time. It might not be a ton of time. Sometimes it's rushed. And um, sometimes like today we talked for, oh man, it's been so good. We've talked for like a few hours before we started recording. And um, I like, I worked really late last night, um, well, 4am. So this morning, um, in order to like make sure I had nothing to do today because all I wanted to do was like, this was my day, you know? And, and it feels so good to yeah. know that, right? It's like your favorite things all in one day. 
but theoretically it's work, but it's not work. And we get to call it not work because we're not even really getting quote unquote paid for it. It's just paying for itself. <laughs> so it relieves all of the um, like stress, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really great imaginative exercise for me to think, what the fuck would it be like? We did this on the last podcast too, or podcast before last, like what the fuck would it be like for this to be life like what would it be like for this to be what life is like if if this was really what we got to spend for me at least it would be spending all of my time working with Megan creating these uh, podcasts Patreon and more fun stuff coming up with Patreon which we'll tell you about at a later date and then my own stuff and readings it's like this is a very real and there's so much gratitude there like gratitude in the building of the thing before the thing is here because once the thing's here as someone that um, spent a long time wishing I was in the type of partnership that I'm currently in, uh, it's funny, you get the thing and then it's like, oh yes, the thing, it's it's not like you get there and then everything's great. It's like you get there and then it comes with this whole new set of circumstances and things to work through. So I'm grateful to have the anticipation stage still be here. Yes, because it's the, the grass is always greener on the other side. It's the anticipation and the excitement and the planning. We're, Lisa and I both are just huge planners. Um, we can plan the heck out of stuff. Um, and that's often like more fun to me than actually doing the thing a lot of times. Maybe I'm weird. Well, I was going to say, I plan the shit out of stuff, but do I do it? Yeah. Not always. Yeah. It's Most of the time I don't. <laughs> my mom's big on that. My mom is the queen of... Um, Oh my gosh, that woman has planned multiple businesses, uh, games. She's created like literal games, children's books. Hey, FYI, if anyone out there is a publisher and would like to speak with someone about publishing some like incredibly amazing children's books, please reach out to us. My mom has several. They're completed. They're completed front to back, but she doesn't publish them. (laughs) You you know (laughs) that I could literally help format that and then get it published like self-published i forgot about that yeah i do that with people all of the time like for big companies and stuff like i've done like publishing stuff for major publishing companies so i can help with that process and it would be free to do a self-published situation oh my god i forgot about that well and my grandpa hi grandpa glenn he is uh passed away but he has told me and one of his uh, big like lessons to me before he passed away is he told me like very seriously, it is important for you to create something, write anything. He was like, create something. He was talking about like a book or some sort of written material. And he was like, sell it and then sell that thing. It's free to do it. That's 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 because he um, was unable to leave us with any kind of uh, like financial stability, which did not matter because the amount of emotional fulfillment and growth and learning and lessons that he left us with far surpassed any type of fucking dollar that he could have left. But um, but he felt really bad about that. And um, ooh, I feel his presence here very strongly. And so he was trying very hard in his uh, last couple months to make sure that we could figure out a way to like fend for ourselves because you know, we've always been in debt and struggling in that way. But um, but I forgot about that, Megan. <laughs> That's right. Self-publishing. And you do that. You've told me that. So I don't know why I didn't yeah. connect those dots. But I just I just was you, you had a problem. I had a solution. And um, it's not like publishing with a major company. There's not going to be um, 
any sort of bonuses or uh, what's the word? Whenever they pay you up front in exchange for your work, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, it, 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 but it's better than it doing nothing because that energy went into the project. And even if it only sells one copy, that's knowing that like your stuff's out there and one person has it is so cool. And that person has like a limited edition, super cool thing. Absolutely. Not to mention she's a, she's a uh, preschool teacher and has been for 35 years. So she just understands kids in a, in a totally unique way. Um, that is like through their eyes. It keeps her young. Oh my gosh. That woman yeah. looks like she is not her age at all. <laughs> Don't you dare say her age. I heard that. No, no I didn't. I didn't. I, I stopped myself. I stopped myself. <laughs> I know. But like, I, I felt like her being like, don't you say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, It's so cool too, to like see your stuff out in the wild because I have done packaging and shirts and designs for like big companies and like there's so many times where I'm just walking out and about and I'm like oh I designed that it's it's just here in the store um and that's such a cool feeling whenever you have something and you get to like see it tangibly that right there sounds like the I mean I've never had an experience like that but that sounds so cool oh my god to be able to literally see in the store something that you created yeah i can't even imagine what that would feel like yeah it's it's really cool um and i I never know what's going to happen until i'm just like out and about with my partner and then i see it and i'm I'm like oh do you remember when i was working on that (laughs) what a beautiful yeah that's what one thing i really love about you megan is like what you create is uh connect like a lot of it is 3d in nature so it's like actually something tangible that you can touch whereas for me as a creator most of what i make is um well first of all the majority of what i create is new timelines for myself if i'm being real that's like my number one thing that i do is i hop timelines and create entirely new like realities that i live in but um but the content that i create you can't touch it you know what i mean it's like they're videos and like readings and so to be able, my dream has always been to publish a book. I've, I've ever since I was little, um, I always thought that eventually someday I would publish a book, but yeah, to be able to hold a book that you wrote to me seems like, um, not more than a life dream, significantly more than that, more like a, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a really neat experience. And even if it's self-published for her or anyone else to get to like tangibly hold the thing, is um incredible and even if it's digital because i i work in digital stuff a lot like most of what i do isn't physical and tangible it's it's digital and there's value in that too and those videos that you're making are being experienced by people like they are taking time out of their day and dedicating it to consuming the content that you create and that is special Hugely, hugely. And I am really grateful for that. Speaking of gratitude. um, And I want to ask you what you're grateful for, Megan, but really quick, I want to add a caveat because I heard like the lesson there and what it wasn't an intentional lesson, but um, uh, and another example of things being in front of us without us realizing it and how our perspective and our own blockage in our receptive channels there's so much to be said about that, but how prevents us from receiving it. So 
that's a really good example. My mom, uh, you know, has always wanted to be publishing uh, her kids' books for forever, but assumed uh, that there are, were blockages in the way preventing that from happening. I've now been working with Megan for almost a year. She could have always helped her with this. I literally never made the connection. And so this is an example of a like literal manifested potential reality, excuse me, a potential manifested reality that's ready, willing, ripe, vibrant, but our own perceptions of things and lack of awareness gets in the way. And it reminded me of when I um, one time was saying a mantra that I was ready and willing to accept all of the abundance that's in my existence that I was not yet aware of. And I found a check for like hundreds of dollars in the trunk of my car from months prior that I didn't know about that had just been sitting there in my mail doom pile. So pay attention to the areas in your life where you are your the thing that you asked for from the universe is literally there but you might be distracted and looking somewhere else yes i one of my favorite things to do is to play with the um i receive this in an unexpected way or in um a way that i was i just said in the way i wasn't expecting but in an unusual way um and to see how that unfolds um I, I I don't ever try to be like I'm abundant. I usually try to say that like I, I like I go for specific amounts sometimes just to play with it. Um, there's been a few times where I'm like a dollar, <laughs> and then I'll I'll get a dollar in some form or fashion. But one time I got a refund from the state for one dollar. They they it cost them more to send me that and process it than it actually was for me to get. <laughs> So ridiculous, so ridiculous that they do that, that or that yeah. things like that happen. I didn't even cash that check. I kept it just because it was hilarious to me. That is pretty you know? funny. That was making me think of, um, hold on one second. I was about to say something about that in, re in regards to um, abundance and prosperity and uh, looking at things that are already there that we don't know about that have to do with our perception. Um, oh, oh, God damn. Yeah. Are you in the receptive mode? So like when you are finding that things are not working out for you and you're not grateful, you're like not grateful. Like there's so much for me to be grateful about in my life right now. It is over. It is like overpouring with things to be grateful about. Like, uh, like, and I'm not, I don't want to list all the things here right now, but um, I could, but when I'm in a state of anxiety and overwhelm and like yesterday I was literally like crying at the top of my stairs, writing into my computer about how much I missed um, feeling free and how being home feels like it's not home um, because I feel disconnected from nature in a way that really feeds my spirit. And what I didn't realize is that I'm opening up aspects of myself that I had cut off myself from um, in that breakup years ago. This was like 10 years ago now. But now that I'm opening myself back up to these sort of hidden aspects, it feels like a door slamming in my face when I come back home and I'm like the daily grind. So um, it's that is the mode that I'm in, the, the antenna of my brain that is the receiver and the vessel of my body that is the, the system that is operating after receiving these, these frequencies that I'm receptive to were ones of lack and not having and being frustrated and cut off. And that is, a, that is also a receptive mode. 
right? That's a very specific mode. But if you are open to the receptive mode of the thing that's going to be in your highest good of whatever like fills your cup and rings your bell in a way that inspires you and uplifts you, you're going to be receptive to different frequencies. So it's important to know that like when you wake up, if you can imagine literal like wave functions existing in your reality that you can see like little waves that are just everywhere, like radio frequencies, but if you could actually see them and some of those waves are going to be anxiety, panic, and overwhelm. Some of them are going to be like monotony and, you know, uh, boredom. And some of them are going to be joy, bliss, excitement. Like, what are you tuning yourself to? Because what you're tuning yourself to is going to be a direct result of what's actually manifesting in your life. And you can utilize your emotions, <clears throat> as my throat chakra closes up, you can utilize your emotions as your literal system for determining what your receptive mode is. So yesterday, as I was feeling the feelings I was feeling, I was able to identify and articulate that my re the mode of what I was receiving was not in alignment. The mode of what I was re receiving was of lack and not having. And so I was able to tune that frequency to instead recognize like, who the fuck gets to travel the amount that I've traveled in the last year? Like, and how the hell did that happen so fast? And how did I manage to create a life for myself where I'm creating a podcast with my friend weekly and I now have my own Patreon and we have our Patreon together and I'm doing readings and people are actually booking and like, like, what is this life? And how, how am I not thinking of things in that way? Like what happened? Like what's going on? But it's because all of those frequencies are accessible and available. So like, what are you picking up on? And, and you have the power of discernment to really choose how you want to feel. Well, it's not, all, not just about your energy either. It's about your perception. So are you actively looking at the thing and focusing on what you don't have um, and then missing all of the things that you do have? I, I know I can be guilty of that sometimes, like um, with my part-time job, I wanted more money. I make a hell of a lot more money per hour. I wanted to work less hours. Well, I'm, I make more money, so therefore I can work less hours. I wanted to be in a position where I didn't have to work on a specific schedule. As long as I get a project done by the due date, it doesn't matter if I work on it at 7 a.m. or 2 a.m. as long as it's done on time. But then I still like get overwhelmed and frustrated because I fall in like these cycles of overcommitting because I want to help everyone. But then, and then I get frustrated and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to work anymore, but I have all of these things that I dreamed of. I spent uh, so much time in my twenties, um, working toward like one day I'm going to not have to work 40 or 60 hours a week and I'm going to not have to be at work at 7am and I can get up and do whatever I want. And I have all of that, but I lose track of it sometimes. Like I lose sight of it and I have to like remember that this is something that I used to like want with all of my like soul, you know? That's a really good, that would be a really good tool for the toolbox this week. Um, because we, uh, especially, um, as manifestors, which specific versus non-specific manifesting at some point, I'd like to talk about that in today's episode. So I'm going to sidebar that for the moment, but, um, creating a list because usually when we accomplish, uh, when we align with the new timeline and we manifest our desires, it becomes so easy to 
be like, okay, now that I, now that I'm here, let's move to the next thing. Um, creating some sort of list, whether it be mental or written of all of the things that you currently have in your life that at one point were just a dream. Like, I would imagine there's a lot more than you, you think too, because like when you really look at your life and evaluate it and you look at it from the perspective of yourself from 10 years ago or five years ago, or even a year ago, there are so many things that I have now that I wanted really badly this time last year, things that I would cry about. And I have them now and I am looking at the future and all the things that I want and forget to look at what I currently have and be grateful and grounded and happy because I have them finally. That thing that past Megan was crying and wishing that I could have, you know? It's so interesting that we get the thing and then we don't take time to appreciate and live in the moment of the thing. Like, I think that that would be a good uh, also. So that's the tool for the toolbox this week is is really looking at what do you what have you already manifested in your existence that you previously wanted that you didn't take time to appreciate now. But also thinking about that from the past self, like a really good one. And I'm sure so many of us have this because we all get to adulthood and self to the point where we're self-supporting. And the, to me, at least the response is like, well, fuck this and fuck everyone who didn't tell me what this is all about. You know? Yeah. Like we but, didn't get the warning and I didn't, I didn't get an appropriate warning for how often the mundane things were going to wear on me, like having to decide what to buy at the grocery store. Fuck that. But, oh, yeah. And bills and debt and all of it. Like yeah. for me, it was, um, that's actually not true. My dad, I will say dad, thank you. I mean, he'll never listen to this, but like, um, my dad told me when I was like set, like before I moved out of the house and I didn't have any credit card debt, he explained to me the importance of not accumulating credit card debt and how to not accumulate credit card debt and was very specific and was very clear. And in my mind, I just thought, okay, uh-huh, I'll store that in my mind for later. And then I completely ignored everything he said and did the exact opposite and am now understanding just how good that advice actually was. So, um, yeah, talk about just being stubborn. But um, I, mean, I had the opposite yeah. stubbornness. I um, witnessed a lot of issues with that growing up and then did not get my first credit card until I was 25 because I, and I still like I'm, I, I don't I don't like to use credit if I don't have money to buy something I just don't buy it plain and simple um there are a few things that I've I've financed over the years but it's it's very seldom because that one go ahead because you what sorry I was oh. gonna say that that was his advice like literally yeah. what you just said <laughs> But how beautiful is that, that it's like, if you, um, I know I'm interrupting you, but like, it's, it's the exact opposite, right? So like you came from a place where that was already happening. So you learned the lesson. I came from an environment where my father had already learned that lesson. And so he's trying to teach me from his experience. And here I am without that lived experience, needing to live it for myself to be able to understand the actual lesson. It's like you like teaching really doesn't do it. You know, you got to actually live the thing. There, there are definitely certain lessons in life that you have to experience to fully process and integrate the weight of the lesson and what that means for you individually. Because 
two different people can be in the exact same situation, but they're going to perceive it differently. They're going to experience it differently. They're going to take different pieces away from that. Kind of like with their witnesses to a crime, you can have 15 different people and every account's going to be different. Um, but there are certain things that just have so much more weight to them. And you can have someone tell you all day long, like, don't do this. But until you're in a situation where you have to make that choice for yourself or you've experienced it for yourself, you just don't know what that looks like for you. There are plenty of people who don't have issues with credit card debt or don't have weird opposite direction of like being like super against ever using it for anything (laughs) and they like their experience is totally different than both of ours we just really need to focus on like having grace with ourselves that we like just because someone told us something doesn't mean that like we failed to understand them we just didn't have the experience hugely and that is uh a testament to like yeah how the lived personal experience is the greatest teacher of all for sure absolutely and um you I just said what we're some- here for i'm sorry go ahead right uh well you just said something that pinged me um for this channeling that i got that i it's i feel like i'm literally stepping onto a soapbox right now and i'm like oh the message is coming through but i also want to say that i want to hear what you're grateful about megan um so do you want to talk about your gratitude thing first or do you want me to say the soapbox thing say your soapbox thing okay you guys there is something happening on the planet right now and we are all being subject to it and we are all part of uh the galactic game that's at play so what is happening is we are being presented with and and megan pointed it out with uh, the extremes so me being uh like using credit cards where i really shouldn't where it's inappropriate getting myself into trouble although i will say whatever we won't go there and and then someone who doesn't use credit cards for anything and pays for everything up front so there's a lot of lessons to learn on both sides there but here's what's happening in the world right now and it started happening uh several years ago but 2020 is really when it uh went bing 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 and i've been getting so much guidance about this and very clear guidance about what i can do uh to sort of aid in this situation so the world as a whole I do believe it's the universe, not even just our our planet, but we are being, okay, here we go. We are being faced with the opportunity to choose polarizing, contrasting opinions that separate us from ourselves, separate us from source, and separate us from other people. And the art, the way in which we are being guided to do that is uh intentional because it is giving us the opportunity to choose again and again and again our own spiritual emotional and mental sovereignty over any polarizing contrasting anything um i wanted to say opinion but that's really not what it is in other words um let's see i don't even want to get specific with examples i just want you to understand if you are feeling very strongly about something incredibly strong about something and you believe that it is important that other people see things the way that you see it and you are motivated to share that opinion and that perspective in a way that prevents you from hearing the perception perspective and opinion of other people that is harmful 
it's harmful to you and it's harmful to other people because it means you have a blind spot. And what your blind spot is, is your inability to recognize that you are one unit of source consciousness here on this planet, experiencing your perspective and your opinion. And so what you perceive is truth, of course. Your perspective, what you see is truth, yes. But we all have our own unique perspective. If you shut yourself off and close that receptive channel and refuse to let in any sort of contrasting information, then you're doing yourself a disservice and you're actually aligning with the thing you don't want because you're, you are emitting a pushing energy. You are very literally pushing outward in a way that lowers the collective vibration. I'm going to say that one more time in a way that makes more sense and is more clear. Um, you guys help me, help me say this in a way that's clear, concise, and pithy. Okay. When you are, when you are pushing against anything, when you are pushing against anything, you are more than likely unintentionally lowering. I feel people resisting this. It's okay, guys. I'm going to say it anyways, even if it makes you uncomfortable, you're unintentionally aiding in the lowering of the vibration of the collective because all of us are part of the same collective. So if somebody is saying something or doing something that you deem as evil or inappropriate or bad and you judge them because of that and you push against that, you are actually doing the very thing that you're probably trying to avoid if you are in a collective that in the collective that is attempting to raise the consciousness, raise the vibration and have harmony and understanding amongst us all, then that pushing energy is only going to aid in the thing that you're working against. So it's, imp yeah, go for it. I wanted to I put it in a more tangible exp um, experience that might like clarify it. So you're on social media and you see someone say something really crappy to someone that you care about. And your immediate reaction, think about that in the moment. How do you feel? What's going to happen is you are going to look at that. You're going to brood at it. You're going to read all of the comments. You're going to probably look at their profile and give them so much energy. Then you're going to screenshot it. You're going to send it to a bunch of people. You're going to talk to them about the thing. And it is like so much of your energy going to this one insidious person. And that's what they want most of the time. They want your energy. They want to know that they have upset you. And they feed on that. But if you choose to like look at that and you say, that makes me unhappy, but you don't feed it, you're like maintaining your energetic like sovereignty and you're not giving that to anyone. And we've all done it. I caught myself like two days ago with someone saying something crappy in one of Lissa's things. And I wanted to immediately do that, the thing. And I stopped myself. And you, you can do it too, but I just thought like a tangible example of something like that might help you guys understand like what Liz is trying to say. Hugely. And I'm going to take that and expand on it further. And I wish you guys could feel what I'm feeling right now. It's like, now that I'm speaking about this thing, it's like, we wanted to talk about gratitude today. And they're like, this message is important. <laughs> but, um, and also I would like to give credit where credit is due. This information uh, in my channel became active after I watched a uh, video from Light Resonance on um, YouTube. And I will link her in the description here so that you can find her as well. She's an incredible creator and energy worker. So that comment, like imagine someone, well, I'll 
so people comment on my TikTok all the time and some people say really mean and rude things for for because uh, I trigger them, which is fine. But um, so let's say someone commented something incredibly rude on a TikTok video of mine. I want you, you to literally think of this as like an energetic math problem. OK, so we are collectively one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively as individual units. OK, we are all one. And this is based on that premise. So take it as it resonates. If you don't believe that, then you don't need to listen to the next sentence because it won't matter anyways. But if you are in line with that belief that we are all ultimately one, one consciousness and can, it can operate in that frequency, then that means that that individual who is sending me hate is experiencing a negative frequency themselves. They themselves are not in alignment with source. Otherwise they wouldn't be sending me hate in the first place. So I can take on that hate, which doesn't help me, right? I can just like sit with it and deal with it. And then that lowers my vibration. So as a whole, the collective is lowered. What tends to happen, and she actually speaks about this in one of the videos that I was watching, but um, I wish I could remember her name. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But she um, was mentioning, if we send it back tenfold, so in other words, I take your hate and I send it back with a big fuck you times 10, now you can absolutely ensure I am lowering the frequency of the collective as a whole. So not only am I not now stable in my energetic sovereignty, but I am lowering the vibration of the collective. Whereas if I instead see it and honor it for what it is, which is a reflection of somebody's own energetic, uh, their own like polarized energy, right? Their own negative experience being projected onto me. And I send that to source and I just silently like in my own self recognize that I do not understand that person's experience and everybody has a reason for saying what they say. And I just hold space for that. But I create a boundary energetically and say, I do not take this on. I send this to source and I wish that person happiness and wellness. Then even, and I understand that that's like something that a lot of us are not capable of doing yet, myself included. But if we can work to that point, if we can get to that point, that raises the energy of the collective. And that's really where we're heading. And what I see us doing, and I see it left and right, especially where I live in Northern California, because everything's so divided and everything's so polarized with political issues right now. I see people pushing out hate, receiving it, pushing out more hate, receiving it, pushing out more hate. And it's like, you guys, this is literally the opposite of the thing you're trying to create. If everything you're pushing out there is fear and hate-based, you're lowering the vibration of the collective and we don't have to do that. We can do the opposite. We're capable of that. We absolutely are. Yeah. It's just a little circle jerk of negativity. (laughs) And and like you, you get, you, you get what you put out and if you, um, you're going to mess up, we're all going to mess up. We're all going to do the thing and, um, don't feel the weight of the collective on your shoulders. If you make a mistake, all that you like that we're wanting you to do is to observe what you're doing and your interactions and then ask yourself like how does this feel energetically to me and do I need to engage with it and am I like participating in a circle jerk of negativity you know circle jerk of negativity I love how it started off with gratitude and now we're a circle jerk of negativity but uh I want to say too, like, um, I personally have, uh, like my guides and who I've been working with, uh, the beings that I work with are telling me that like, this is really my opportunity. Cause now 
my TikTok in like less than a couple months, you guys, has gone from, I don't even know, it's at like 60,000 followers or something now. And it's just a ridiculous amount of people. So of course, there's going to be so many contrasting opinions there, but it's a beautiful platform to practice my own tolerance and a beautiful platform to practice where I'm getting triggered. Because if somebody's saying something that legitimately triggers me, that shows me that I have work to do because they're saying there's some sort of seed of truth to what they're saying otherwise it wouldn't fucking bother me but um well it's just like like, with insults like the insults that hurt you the ones that bother you the most are the ones that you already were like thinking about yourself yes that like were rooted in fears that you have like if someone just randomly pointed out like oh your shin's weird i don't know if you have a weird shin but maybe you're really self-conscious about your perfectly normal shin and then someone says oh that's a weird shin you're going to like be really upset about that because it was already there you know and um, I, I think that I want to I want to highlight the fact that I remember when you first had the platform and you got your first like big video and the negative comments were obviously there and how much you engaged with it and how much it hurt you and how much attention and energy you gave to it. And now it's like um, it's not perfect, obviously, it still sucks, but it's it rolls off your shoulders in a, in a different way because you, you're much more grounded and rooted in who you are. Hugely. And the, the cheat code to life, I think, at this point I'm really learning is it's a person. There's a person behind that comment. Um, and so if I read the comment as a comment, like as words, it's painful. But if I remember a person wrote that, like there's a very real human being attached to those words, it becomes so easy to just be like, oh yeah, I don't know anything about that person. I don't know anything about their story and I don't know what they came to the table with. Um, There was one woman in particular that uh, (laughs) like like was spreading hate. And, um, but then I watched a video, like she purposely filmed a video um, about me telling people, like not to follow my content, but she she believed authentically that what I was doing in all things woo, like if you were to book a session with me, she thought that what I was doing was selling information from the future based on what she saw on my TikTok. So to me, I was thinking, well, you know what? If that's authentically what she believes, then I don't blame her for trying to warn people on her platform that I'm a fraud because that's bullshit. Of, co- of course, I'm not selling information from the future. And if I was, I would hope nobody bought, you know what I mean, purchases my services for that reason. So there really is like all of these nuances that we just don't take the time to understand because we do get so triggered. But with all that said, Megan, I would love to know what you're grateful for. <laughs> love to turn this around because that turned into a circle jerk of negativity for sure. But it's it's important to know right now because gratitude is truly how you transmute it. Yeah. And unconditional love and acceptance is what moves you through it. And it's a constant practice. And I think that's really important to really highlight right now. I think the reason that it was a balance between us starting with gratitude and then talking about buying into the circle jerk of negativity is because right now for a lot of people, you are engaging with your family a lot more than you typically would throughout the year. And you're experiencing a lot of negative emotions and a lot of conflicting opinions and everybody's so divided and fighting and it's really stressful. And I think that this was like meant to come out the way that it came out because it is an experience that a lot of people are having in this moment. So I think it came full circle for my gratitude though. Um, 
he, he made it such a, like a, a big point that I had gratitude now that I'm like overwhelmed. Like, like, okay, I can do this. I am really grateful for you. I am really grateful for this podcast and the opportunity to connect with you on a weekly basis and make time for one another and really talk. And I am so incredibly grateful for the people who listen to this podcast. Um, whenever we release an episode, and like it's like 7.50 in the morning and I check in 20 people have already like started an episode. That like that gets me every time. Even if it was just like one person that woke up and started their day and they said, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Listen to listen, Megan. First thing in the morning. That That is incredible to me and mind boggling. And I'm so grateful. I don't care what that number is. If it's one or 4,000, 4,000 might be overwhelming. But... <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful for being in a position where I can just take a, a random Tuesday or Wednesday and spend the whole day with you. And I'm grateful for my partner and how supportive they are. And we've been together for 13 years and that's been something I'm really grateful for. I am grateful for friendship and connection in general that I have. I am grateful for small, like little luxuries that I get to have that I never thought that I would get to have, like getting to get a giant water bottle and cover it with stickers designed by, I've been working on covering my water bottle, new one, with stickers from, um, I'm specifically looking for independent artists. Um, And I'm grateful that I get to do that, like that I have the ability to spend like $10 on a sticker to support a small business because I know there were times in my life where I had to literally steal feminine hygiene products because I couldn't afford them. Um, and now I get to be like $10 to support you. That's amazing. Or $20 to support you. That's amazing. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a position to do that. And I am grateful for getting to be myself authentically because I had to mask a lot and I didn't, I didn't even realize how much I was masking until I got to open myself up more. And I'm so grateful for the people in my life that I get to just be like real with. I can say, Hey, my energy is crap. I can't do that. Or I can say like how much I love them and how grateful I am for them. And nobody like gets weird or uncomfortable about that. And like, I get to like have love and give love freely. That means so much to me. And I think I'm just rambling at this point. I could come up with like 400 things. I just want to take a minute to, to recognize, um, what a gigantic leap that is to be concerned about having like feminine hygiene products to being able to afford $10 stickers from independent artists like that right there. Talk about timeline shift. That's a completely different life. That's a completely different life. And people spend actually like literal lifetimes working out of those cycles. And you were able to do it in this lifetime. That is gigantic. Yes, it is. And I, I don't take that for granted at all. I still have a lot of work to do when it comes to like financial blockages because I struggle to receive um, and I struggle to like value my time or myself, which I'm, I'm actively working on. But I recognize that I came from a position where I had very little and um, now I'm able to do things like buy those stickers or get 
fancy eye cream or whatever it is that um genuinely with like like art supplies oh i've spent some money on some art supplies and i don't even actively make art sometimes um because i just want them and i can do that and that's something i like i remember wishing that i could afford like five dollar coloring pencils because they were too expensive and i have spent way more than that on like a thing of paint like one single tube (laughs) Well, and now you can have a whole special like iPad to do. Yeah, like that's just such a. Do you guys hear yeah. that? So, because I know, I know, I know, I know. I well, apparently I really know. Whenever, sorry guys, sometimes when I'm channeling, it's like I have to repeat myself a thousand times. Um, I know for sure. I guess apparently that there are people listening to this podcast right now in this moment, whether it be a year from now, a month from now, or as soon as it um, releases publishes what do we call that uh that are struggling financially and they are struggling financially to afford their basic needs and i want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt and to feel within your heart of hearts and to just fucking know that not only are you capable of completely changing your life to the point where that is not your current state but that you can actually change your um I want to like your baseline, your actual baseline of your lived experience so that you are out of that game. It's like a different game. It's like first all of the basic needs are met and then you move up to a different game. And it's like the one that you're currently in right now is about understanding your basics of survival, but you've got this, you're figuring it out. And there are people like Megan and others who have been there who can, you know, like even listening to us and just understanding these examples, like you've got this, you've got this and you, well, Megan, I feel, can you speak to this, Megan? I feel like you would have more to say with personal experience. I, I mean, you, you've really hit a lot of it on the, the head. It's, it's levels. So your baseline literally increases or um, decreases. So think about like, um, like with jobs. Okay. So you start off in your life, I'll use my experience. So I start off and I'm making minimum wage, which at the time was like $5 an hour. <laughs> And um, then I went up from there to like $8 an hour and then nine. And then I was super excited to get my first $12 an hour job. And then from $12 an hour, I like made $36,000 a year because I moved into like salary from, you know, hourly um, $36,000 a year and a pension and like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I moved from that to um, like, like it just went up and up and up and like my baseline increased each time. And now I'm like making $55 an hour, which I don't care if you guys know that because I think that people should talk about their salaries and it's the company is just trying to prevent people from like getting paid what they're worth because they can pay two people doing the same job, two different amounts. Um, anywho, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but <clears throat> when you, take a step up the like my baseline could not go back to five dollars an hour granted with inflation that would be insane and i might as well just not work (laughs) but um my baseline couldn't go back to five dollars an hour my baseline couldn't go back to fifteen dollars an hour my baseline um is where it is now or up And yes, obviously, like I could like fall onto another timeline where I have literally zero dollars. That is a possibility. But when you take those steps gradually, it's like you you're on like a a stronger foundation, you know, 
So like my step back from where I'm at now might be more like $45,000 a year, you know, um, instead of like, I might have to go work somewhere and make $23 an hour or something, you know, but it doesn't have to be like back to $5 an hour. It's just a tangible example. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh, crap. Hold on. I was going to say something else in relation to that. Um, oh, oh, you were saying that you think people should tell the, talk about their salaries. Um, let's do that. So you guys, um, I just kind of want to like a little cheat code from the universe that I want you to all know in case you didn't know. Um, and I talk about this a lot on my TikTok, if any of you follow me over on that platform. And I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but the leaving, and we're talking about changing baselines. So you all know that I left my like stable benefited position. Um, I live in Northern California. My rent, uh, after all of utilities and all of that is, uh, $1,500 for a studio apartment. Um, there are no bedroom, or there is a upstairs that's a loft bedroom, but, um, we're talking like no doors, no, no rooms. <laughs> it's just, uh, like 420 square foot studio apartment. So it is hella expensive. Um, my intuition led me to go back to a bartending job at this like corporate restaurant, which I've already told you guys, it's not a nice restaurant. It is your like standard, you know, uh, think average night. Yeah, exactly. And holy fucking shit. I went from having a cap of what $186 a day at my other job I was making $21 an hour and I was capped at that income I could not make more money than that I had worked my way up I went from being uh, an in introductory level counselor to being a um, intermediate counselor to being a systems coordinator and the community outreach coordinator where I was running my own department very literally I could not make more than $21 an hour that was it and I was fixed at 40 hours a week so I was then trying to find remote employment and everything was just all over the place. And I followed my intuition. I went back to this restaurant job. I am making more fucking money than I have ever made in my life, waitressing and bartending at this, like just whatever restaurant. And not only that, but the staff and the managers there, I have never experienced such quality level teamwork because everybody's short, so excuse me, there's a reason to this. There's a reason I'm telling you this. Every Everyone is so short staffed right now is what I was trying to say. So the money is better than any... I remember when I um, worked at a pizza place and my average take home and tips was like 45 to $60 for a day shift. And if I hit over a hundred, that was a big deal. That was a very big deal. And um, my last shift, I was able to walk away with $400 in tips from a serving shift. Unheard of. Never in my life have I made that kind of money. So I want, and then it's it's so funny because then my brain pops in and it's like, yeah, but it's all going to debt. And like, you're not even making any progress because it's all going into this black hole. So that's, that's my own programming I'm going to work on. But I want you to know, if you're looking for a job right now, and if you're struggling with money, go to any restaurant any restaurant that's hiring that has waitresses that are able wait waiters waitresses excuse me wait staff that are able to make tips 
um, I promise you, you will get hired and you will probably make better money than you could ever even dream because everyone's hiring right now. And there is like this untapped um, mm, flow of abundance in the service industry that people don't know about. And I don't know if people just aren't wanting to go back to work because they figured out their own businesses and that's great and that's wonderful. Keep doing your thing. But if you're looking for a side hustle and you need some cash in your pocket, restaurants are where it's at right now. So we have two very differing perspectives on the labor shortage, I've noticed. Really? Oh, I would love to hear that. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. So in in your perspective, people have quit their jobs and have moved on to working for themselves. And then um, the, their company is like just trying desperately to hire people. And they are like, there's a labor shortage. And from my perspective, what is happening is that people are standing in their own sovereignty and determining that what they're getting, what they're being paid, what they're being offered from the company, they're valuing their quality of life over that minuscule paycheck. And um, they are being more selective about what they want. And there's also the side of it where employers are... especially in companies like large companies, they're not actually backfilling these positions when they lose them because they are able to operate without the staff. Um, And they're screwing over the people who are still there because they're having to do the job of like five different people, but they haven't left yet. And until like they are absolutely up the Creek and like that person that's doing five different jobs quit, they're going to continue doing that. And they're going to try because like their cost of operating is going down significantly because they are like, oh no, there's a labor shortage. Nobody wants to work. When in reality, they're not actually hiring people. They're just saying that they are. Okay. I hear hear that, acknowledge it. And also totally, yeah, you're right. Because uh, at this job, that is what's happening. There was and mind you, they are hiring. They would hire if anyone came into this this place of work right now. And but I'm thinking more from like the hire. corporate perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was going to say is, is as someone who came from that sphere, uh, one of the things I did was recruitment for that job. And there was nobody to hire, um, even if we could hire. But, the, but I saw that. I saw that happen. I saw the caseloads increase. And I saw um, the ability of the entity as a whole to function with significantly less workforce and still be able to generate the same amount of revenue. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think I absolutely overlooked that. And you are for sure correct. I think there are so many different sides to it, but I just wanted to point out that there are other perspectives. And that's just an example of people having different experiences and different perspectives. Totally. And, and, and that they, and that, oh, and, oh, that's a really good way of putting it too, because both are true. Both are true, but two perspectives of the same thing. So it's like, um, uh, P the fairy actually did a uh, post on Instagram that took me a minute to understand what the hell she was showing us, but she, she's an artist. She's incredible. If you, if you haven't checked her out, it's P E A, uh, the fairy. And she, um, she does a lot of like timeline work, manifestation work, and she's a graphic artist. She said perspective is all that matters. And then it had to, did you see the piece I'm talking about? Yes, I saw it. Yeah. Do you want to explain? I feel like you would do a better job explaining it than I would. I don't remember all of the specifications of it. Oh, okay. Well, it's, um, it, so it's a graphic design and the, the it's split into two frames 
and it says perspective is all that matters. And the top frame is a side view of hands reaching down towards an eye. So there's an eye and there's two hands reaching down. And then there is a second frame, which I did not understand what the second picture was for a minute. I'm like, what the hell? There's like a circle and some lines. And uh, it took me a minute to realize what it was, was the same picture above, but from the actual eyes perspective. And it looked like such a different picture completely that I didn't even know I was looking at the same thing, which is exactly what she was trying to portray. So um, yes, absolutely. And it's such a, a unique way of putting it. And I think that we often forget about that. We get so caught up in our own little echo chambers, especially with social media where it's like, yeah, of course, this is the right way. And then everybody that you experience is like, yeah, of course, that's the right way. And so it becomes like an ingrained core truth for you. But they're like, you have to remember that everyone has their own little chamber that they're in. So to them, it is a core truth for whatever it is. And that really wraps into the whole idea of polarity and duality. And just be careful. Be careful about putting yourself in your own echo chamber of a very strong opinion because we live in a multifaceted, diverse universe. And uh, <laughs> that laugh, oh my God. Um, you guys, I am the most stubborn. I am the most stubborn. And I think I'm right about everything most of the time. And uh, I I will argue my point until I'm blue in the face. And oftentimes I am incorrect and wrong. So I'm preaching to the choir here. But, you know, me, Lissa, channeling my higher self is fully aware and understands that the entire universe is multifaceted, multi-layered, and there are several perspectives to see. So if you are clinging to your one side, your one perspective, which I am guilty of doing time and time again, you are really cheating yourself out of so many different ways in which you can grow and expand and live more comfortably in your day-to-day life because you're not limiting yourself to all that you can receive. I think that it's really important to just acknowledge when you're in that situation and you're going to be stubborn about it. And if it's a core truth to you, you're going to be stubborn about it. And if you're like, of course, this guy is purple. Um, it's always been purple. Are you blind? And the other people are like, oh, this guy's orange because to them it's always been orange. But um, when you allow yourself to really open up and expand and experience things from different perspectives and remember that like, like, especially if you like acknowledge like about the specific issue, I, I often like to, if I, because I'm, I'm a researchaholic, if I have an, like a, a core belief or a specific thing that like I'm like really looking into, I don't just look at my side of things. I look at contrasting things. I look at um, people disagreeing with it and like their points. And then I can form like a, a, a more whole rounded perspective about the thing. And oftentimes like I, I'm like, my intuition was right. That's how I feel. But I then understand like other perspectives as well about things. Yes, yes, yes. This all reminds me of the the social science experiment, the social, excuse me, the um, social psychological experiment where you have, it wasn't an experiment, I think it's just an exercise where you have um, uh, like a ball or some, some single object and then you have a circle of people surrounding it and they're all looking at the same thing. But, or even the, the ancient tale of all the blind, the 10 blind men and the, and the elephant and they're all feeling different parts of the elephant and describing 
what it is and the guy that's feeling the leg is telling the whole group it's we're clearly looking this is a tree this is a tree and the guy that has the trunk is like no it's a hose and the guy that has the ears is like no it's some weird flappy thing and like they're all right they're all right but none of them have the perspective of the whole so i guess that's sort of what is like your perspective thank you spirit sorry message coming in the point here is for you to understand that your perspective is unique and sacred and whole in its own right. And that that when really deeply understood in alignment and in, in alignment and in integrity with your soul, your being, what makes you, you not from a distorted place, but what's truly authentically you, you can then add to the collective's perspective so that you can form a more, a more whole picture of the entire thing. It's kind of like you were talking about earlier. It's been noodling around in my brain. Um, You said that you were inspired to look more into that topic and like sit with it and and channel more about it because you experienced it from someone else. And it's kind of like that with everything. Think about how many thoughts that you've had that you never would have had or like rabbit holes that you've gone down that you never would have done and like opinions and things that you formed because you experienced someone else's perspective. You um, and then like you inspire someone. Like you say something, and then someone else's like thought. Like they had some sort of thought provoked from that, and then they share that with someone, and that person is challenged or has a thought about it, and it's like this ripple effect. And it's so important to like surround yourself with community and to like look deeper into things and like the source behind it and the things that are on all of the sides because like it's all it's a ripple effect i mean everything that you consume everything that you share with people everything that you do has a ripple effect and you could say something and then it's impacted like someone in a totally different country can be impacted about that by that because of that like the telephone chain you know yes hugely be be wary of your ripple wary that's not the right word just be aware be aware of, of yeah your just ripple just be aware of what it. you're putting out mm-hmm. so uh i think <laughs> i think that that's that's good um be be grateful and be aware of your energy and um be aware of your echo chamber i guess <laughs> yes yeah be aware of your echo chamber and understand yeah that that what you put out really comes right back and uh and so the more that you're able to be you the less what other people say that's out of alignment with you will bother you because you'll just be in your own energetic sovereignty which we've said several times in this episode but that's really what it's about is you knowing that like your perspective matters, what you see matters, and other people don't have to see it that way. And it's not your job to force them to see it that way. It is your job to stand in your power and your truth and know what's right for you. And that having that kind of power and that kind of knowledge and truth of who you are will allow you to experience uh, like a deeper sense of gratitude because you're more one with all that you are. Like you You can literally receive more from the universe and be more grateful because of it. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, anything else you want to add? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we're going to be doing our after show over on our Patreon, uh, Mm -hmm. 
And then I also, while I was gone, created my, oh, it's 222 right now. <gasps> oh, blessings, blessings. Um, cool, cool, cool. Sorry, I just noticed that. I'm a numer, I like numerology. Um, I created my own Patreon. So if you want to follow me over there as well, I was going to say I, I'm booking readings right now. I have lots of openings. You can find that on uh, my website, allthingswoo.space. But also what I'm really excited about right now is this Patreon that I created that is um, all kinds of different stuff. So if you want to check that out, it's Lissa Rose, All Things Woo, and I'd be happy to book you for a reading and uh, would love to see you guys at the after show as well. And Megan and I will also be working on sort of intermingling these Patreons in the future so that they're not completely separate in the way that they are now. Yes, we, um, I guess just full transparency. Um, we actually, prior to this, we're talking about me also having a separate Patreon for more art specific and behind the scene content. And then um, we were looking at ways to merge that to where if people wanted to receive content from both of us, they could. So we we're still working out all of like what we want to do and we're figuring things out. And I like to be transparent with you guys when we're in these processes because you might be in a similar place. Um, you don't have to join anyone's Patreon though, but if you feel like you want to, that's cool. I don't currently have one, um, but I might in the future. I'm sitting with that still. Definitely not actively planning out content while Lissa was talking during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is really cool, you guys. And the thing is, is it's all going to be different. So like what Megan does is going to be her thing. What I do is going to be my thing. And then we're able to come together and create our own thing to like, which is really beautiful. But we're also, we also know what it's like to budget and we know what it's like to want to support your favorite creators and also still have a budget. So um we're not we do recognize that this means that there could be potential for like three different patreon memberships if you wanted to follow all of us and so we're going to work on a more unified way uh for now it is separate i have my own and then we have our our podcast one together but we just want you to know um that we get it and we'll be working on that yes um and i kind of want to just be like transparent about like what we're thinking about I mean, what do you think? Go for it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So and we always open to flow and change though, you guys. This yes. is what we're talking about right now and it feels in alignment right now. So um what we were thinking about right now is on our top tier that currently where the after show goes, um, having some of our content from our separate stuff included there. So it might not be every piece of content from the other Patreons, but it would be like what feels important to share what feels like special what you were most proud of whatever like we want it doesn't really matter um but we wanted to like make it to where like if you wanted to support both of us at the same time and you didn't want to pay for a bunch of stuff we totally get it you're not going to get all of it but what we were thinking is you were going to get like some good highlighted items from it in the 2222 tier Yes. So essentially it would be, oh, this is, this feels so natural. I, I feel yeah. like we do do this. So, so, but there needs to be time first. So, cause Megan hasn't created her Patreon yet. So first we're going to allow her the time and space and creative freedom to create what she's going to be creating, which will be totally different than what you've currently seen and very fucking exciting. Um, but we also do want to create a literal one-stop shop for all things woo and woo as fuck and mega ruski. So you can, if you like, if you're not, um, 
just wanting channeled material, which is mostly what I do, or if you're not wanting, you know, what Megan's going to be doing specifically, but you want a little bit of all of it, we will have a, uh, we, we are planning on having a unified platform for that. And it would be less than doing each individual membership. So yes, that's what you have to look forward to uh, in season three, when we decide oh, I guess to we should talk about launch that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so we're talking about doing a third season in 2022 because we want to evolve and grow with the energy and with our experience and just be honest about it. And I think that we are ready to move forward and kind of level up again for season three. We won't have a month off this time. I don't think <laughs> Um, we might miss a week or so for holidays. I'm not sure we haven't discussed it yet. But we want to include the community more in season three. Um, we want to have guests and feature people and have um, highlights and do more involvement with the community and then foster more of a sense of the community because it feels like it's really important. Um, not for like our growth or anything like that. We want to give people a platform to where they can share the special and really cool things that they're doing. Um in a cool way we want to talk to you yeah we want to give a platform to other creators to be able to come and talk about what they do who maybe don't have their own podcast or don't have their own way of sharing um in a specific way or maybe people who are like nervous about coming on a podcast because we get it and um and i i just want to point out how beautiful it is and mind you season three isn't out yet so this might be the cart before the horse but just sort of a recap because this is how my brain works it like catalogs and categorizes things how season one was all about coming out of the woo closet like literally me and megan coming together, speaking about things we did not feel comfortable talking about outside of the podcast and really learning what our own unique skills and abilities were. Season two, we each start doing our own businesses, working in this energetic field in a very specific way, coming into our talents and really starting to offer services to the collective. And with that came this introduction of the video component of the after show and the Patreon. And now season three is, is this, this is sort of like how the dimensions are working right now with like fifth dimension, sixth dimension access. And now um, the next ver the next step is to invite other people into this space who are also going through what we went through in season one and season two to share what they know. And to, we want you to know about all these services that are available. There are so many. There are so many people out there doing amazing things. And it feels like we've taken up uh, a lot of space and and like airtime talking about what we do. And now it's time to share that with others. Yes, I completely agree. I'm really excited about it. I'm a little nervous about the interview aspect of it, even though like the the guests that we've had, I've been the one to speak with them in the past, but I'm going to be like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I know it will be fine. And I'm actually really excited because I get to like build a bunch of documentation and stuff surrounding like guest stuff. Um, and I'm a big old nerd and I love and accept that about myself. <laughs> And at the end of the day, I love that you're excited about that. Thank God, because oof, not me. <laughs> I'm excited about talking to people, though, for sure, and and uh, like finding people that want to be on here. But um, but I will say, as always, and we encourage this for you too. 
we post in flow and we're going to do what feels right. And that is a big dramatic change. So just ride along the ride with us as we adjust and fill you in as we know more, because none of this is happening right now. This will all be in the new year. And yeah, we'll like fill January. You in. <laughs> um, and I, I do want to say that it's not going to be every episode because we very much value our one-on-one time. Um, we're thinking maybe like once a month or so. We haven't figured out the logistics of it yet. But again, we're just being transparent. Yes, indeed, indeed. Just the, the whole point is that it's more than just us now. And so we're recognizing that. And I just and feel like we're going into forward. polyamory. Ah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we're no longer monogamous, you guys. We're We've opening opened up the relationship. relationship. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that's such a perfect way of putting it. I love it. Well, yeah, right. we're like opening up our friendship. Yes. And uh, speaking of, um, uh, this has nothing to do with polyamory or monogamy, but Megan, are you still seeing clients right now? What's going on with you? I, I guess clients isn't the right word, but uh, I'm still. Yes, I'm absolutely still open. But... Yeah, I'm absolutely still open to working with people um, for readings for energetic work. I actually haven't been getting anybody like any bookings recently, which with the holidays, I totally get that. Um, but if you do feel called to have a reading with me or do some energy clearings with me, um, every bit that I get from that is going to get a new laptop. I highly recommend a post Thanksgiving clearing with Megan energetic. Clearing. I actually have um, one scheduled for black Friday. Ooh, beautiful. That's Perfect. the only one but that yes. I currently have scheduled, but I have one for black Friday. Yeah, and again, I'm just being guys, candid about that. Yes, I don't feel they, any shame um, about not. <laughs> well, and I don't have anything. FYI, just so you know, the only client, just so everybody knows, the only client that I have booked right now is a returning client, and there's no one else booked for the foreseeable future. So, but that's why I was like, but check out my Patreon too, because I'm also um, excited about that, and I'll be putting a lot of energy there now that I don't have other clients booked, but. Hearing this, you guys, we both have lots of open slots and literally there is no better time to do an energy clearing in my eyes than after Thanksgiving, but before Christmas. Like get your fucking energy know. grounded. Yeah, no? I, mean, I, I agree with you that it is important, but I think of the, the like time period that's coming up, what I think would be better is right before the new year. Oh, okay. Well, listen to Megan. She's the one that does that. So I don't care she what you guys want to do, um, but I am off the last week of the year. I should book that, like block that off. Hmm. Well, I'm getting a ringing in my ear. Maybe that's everybody uh, getting online right now to go look up at your services. What's what's your website? Megaruski.com. How do you spell that? M-E-G-A-R-O-O-S-K-I.com. C-O-M. We'll, we'll also link it to you guys. Yeah, it's always um, linked. Yeah. And thank you. We appreciate you. You're fucking amazing. Every moment of doing this is like a dream. And um, I'm just grateful. I'm very grateful. Speaking of gratitude, grateful, 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 because no matter how bad my day is, I can remember that this is something I'm a part of and it's better. Yes. It, it makes like some, I've had some really crappy days and then I'm like, oh, I get to like disconnect and do the podcast and even if like we only have like an hour and a half and we have to rush through everything um it's still like the best part of my day a lot of the times so thank you guys for letting us do that i mean i guess technically we could still do that without anyone listening to us but the fact that you are is really cool and i appreciate it 
And we would. If all of you dropped off today and unsubscribed and never listened again, we would still be doing this. So well, we're yeah. not going anywhere. I kind of want to, like, like I know, like, we're wrapping up and we're try- trying to go, but I do want to touch base on that. And, um, like, what we're doing is kind of like time capsules that we get to have for the rest of our lives. So we could look back and say, oh, what energy were we in in September of 2021? And we have, like, a time capsule of that. And that's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool to think about and to just know that like um, there's measurable progress in the work that we're doing so that whenever we are feeling like, you know, when, when we're getting that imposter syndrome and really struggling, we can go back and listen to who we were just two months ago and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I might feel terrible right now. It might be a struggle right now, but I'm actually a completely different person and I am making progress. I need to be more gentle and kind with myself. And so we encourage you all to do the same, which is why we're really big on the tools for the toolbox, because if you actually follow along with these things, you will also get to see very clearly your own growth, like in front of your eyes, which is such a beautiful thing. I mean, almost every time that we have a tool for your toolbox, it's stuff that we're doing in that moment. That's why it's a tool. Cause we're like very literally doing yeah, it. We're, we're <laughs> practicing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we're like the people that are like trying to leave, but we keep just like hanging out, out the, the door, door, but we're not. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, like, yeah. we're like, like hanging out by the car, you know, leaning and then uh-huh. you open the car and then like the windows open. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, we love you guys so much. We do. We love you. And thank you. And hey, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, if you celebrate it, if not, we hope you had a good Thursday and uh, always a good just- Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we love you and we'll leave now. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone.